Hi, I'm John. And I'm Sam. We've always wanted to do a podcast, but we didn't know the first thing about starting one. Then we saw a show on ABC called Alex Inc. In that show, the titular Alex leaves behind his career in a paleolithic dinosaur format called radio for a futuristic cyborg format called podcast. System override. It's a story, but it's also a roadmap. We're lucky guys. I mean, when we watch this show, we're letting Alex make all the mistakes for us while we reap the benefits. If we can take what he learns and put the lessons into our podcast, we just might have a big success on our hands. Now, if we could only attract an angel investor such as Shark Tank's Chris Saka. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, that's a reference to a plot point in an episode of Alex Inc. Or, as we'll say from here on, an ink drop. But to tell the story of our podcast, first we have to take a step backwards. Let's begin at the beginning. All doctors to the ER. University of Rochester Hospital, 1986. All around, patients were becoming sick. But when it came to residents Bob Milstein and Myra Citrin, they were getting sick in a pretty different way. You guessed it, those two were suffering from a sickness of the heart. Uh, Dr. Citrin, I noticed your work in the OR the other day. I've never seen a physician's hands move so fast. Mm, it can move even faster once they're rubbing on your beep. Okay, skip forward to November 1st, 1990, when a young boy is getting pushed out of Dr. Citrin's birth tunnel. 27 years later, he got the idea to start a podcast. And as they say, the rest is history. Or is it? Inkstery. <laughs> Either way, that's only one half of the story, because there's also a tale of some lovers from Nashville who met at a music club. Thank you, that's a new one. Steve Fischel was playing the steel guitar, and Tracy Gershon was taking tickets at the door. Sick music skills, she said, but they were also getting sick in a different way. You guessed it, those two were suffering a sickness of the heart. Hey, I noticed you're playing up there. I've never seen a musician's hands move so fast. Mm, they can move even faster. We huh? get it. Fast forward 27 years later, and John and I are friends, sitting on the couch, feeling stuck, trying to figure out just what the hell we're going to do with our lives. And that's when we see it. The ABC show Alex Inc., a show about a man who's feeling stuck, trying to figure out just what the hell he's going to do with his life. Sounds a little bit like us, don't you think? But he then makes a radical decision to start a podcast. So that's what we've decided to do. Start a podcast about a show about a guy trying to start a podcast and the amazing lessons he learns while doing it. Once again, I'm John. And I'm Sam. And this is John and Sam's Alex Inc. Inc. First things first, we encourage everyone who listens to this podcast to watch the show Alex Inc., which airs at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central on TV. But for those who missed the first episode, here's a quick recap. Alex Schumann, played by Chicken Little Zach Braff, is a gifted radio producer who's sick and tired of being told what stories he can and can't do. I can't do one more feel-good piece about child prodigy pianists or gorillas who know sign language. How many gorillas know sign language at this point? It feels like all, frankly, all gorillas. So with the begrudging help of his quirky family, as well as his street-smart cousin, Eddie Laguzzo, he decides to start his own podcast company. 
There are certainly some hiccups along the way. His producer, Deidre, is in love with him, and Alex's plan to interview an alleged murderer... Not alleged murderer. <laughs> okay, sorry, alleged murderer. ...goes haywire when a severe cat allergy sends the murderer to the hospital. Plus, Alex dips into the family's 401k without consulting his wife, which, as you might guess, is a pretty big no-no. But in the end, Alex wins an angel investment from Shark Tank's very own Chris Saka, and his podcast company is off and running. This episode of Alex Inc. taught us a variety of lessons about how to make a good podcast. The first lesson came in around the 10-minute mark. It was called Sound Effects. I'll tell you what. Close your eyes for a second. Now, imagine hearing a really creepy old guy's voice. My name is Wesley Harmon, and I didn't do it. Now, we're in a science lab. <laughs> Who needs TV? There's something called auditory storytelling, and it's the bread and butter of podcasts at Alex's company. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you're talking about a rainy day, you could say it's raining outside. Or... Much better. Now, I know it seems like it just started raining in the studio, but that was in fact accomplished by a simple rain stick held up to a microphone. How much did that rain stick cost you, by the way? <laughs> a lot of money. Okay, let's get specific. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. Come on, Sam. How much was the rain stick? $6,000. Mm. Another example, I could simply say the policeman came to arrest me for my crimes. Or... You probably heard that and thought that a big, burly policeman had burst through the door and started frickin' locking me up to the radiator. But in truth, all those noises were accomplished using a simple rain stick held up to the microphone. Okay, last one. I do have the option of saying that a mad cat fell off of my roof onto a trampoline, bounced three times, and then landed in a garbage can, at which point a DJ spun a sick track and exploded. But it doesn't matter if I say it. If you can't hear it. Paint me yellow and call me banana. Hey, thanks to our intern Danny Pacino for putting that soundscape together. Yes, to our listeners, he does have a certain famous relative, but we will not be discussing that here. Your cool secret is safe with us, Danny. The second lesson we learned from Alex Inc. is that in order to make a podcast, you're going to need more than a decent microphone and a couple of chairs. I ran some preliminary numbers, and the good news is, seems like all we really need is a solid mic and some chairs. Uh, I'm sorry. It's clear that you have no idea what Alex does. Unfortunately, it is not a lesson we've been able to incorporate yet. Currently, we do only have chairs and a microphone. But if you're interested in helping us hire staff and building a travel budget, please consider donating to our Patreon, which can be found at www.patreon.com slash John and Sam's Alex Inc. Inc. Patreon. Even a small donation of $100 a month can help us achieve our goal to record the final episode of this season in sunny Acapulco. Viva la Mexico. Have you ever been to Acapulco? I have been to... Not Acapulco, but I've been to Mexico. That's pretty cool. For a, for a previous podcast I was working on, uh, unrelated to podcasts, that podcast was actually about history. In addition to learning lessons about making good podcasts, the first episode of Alex Inc. taught us other types of important lessons. Life lessons. The first episode of Alex Inc. is called Unfair Advantage. Pretty catchy title. 
which refers to a question asked of Alex by Shark Tank's own Chris Saka. Roll the ink drop. When I'm on the fence about something like this, what I like to ask is, why are you going to succeed when others will fail? I like to call it a company's unfair advantage. So what's yours? The titular Alex's unfair advantage is the fact that he's really good at making podcasts. Like, really good. I found the concept of an unfair advantage to be pretty interesting and a really good way of looking at things different people bring to the table. John, what would you say your unfair advantage is? Uh, scratching my head here. Um, my unfair advantage is probably got to be my looks. Yeah, yeah. People are always telling me how handsome I am. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't do a heck of a lot of good in a medium such as podcasts because you can't transmit that stuff over the airwaves. Um, actually, Sam, if you wouldn't mind, do you think you could describe to the audience kind of what my appearance is like right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm looking at John. He is about six feet tall. Um, he's got like a medium but but definitely muscular build. Um, he's sort of got like a Clooney-esque gray hair um, situation that that definitely accentuates his strong but firm jaw. Um, and he knows how to dress is one thing I'll say. For instance, right now, he is uh, he's wearing a full Iron Man suit. Um, but get this, uh, his penis is out. And uh, that about sums it up. Mm-hmm. That's a, Thanks. That was actually a pretty fair and accurate summation of how I look. I like to think that the listeners can kind of see me right now in my, my Iron Man suit and my penis is out as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Sam, what's, what's your unfair advantage? <sighs> well, man, if you're going to put me on the spot, I guess... My unfair advantage is probably my ability to dance. Um, Anytime I'm on the dance floor, I get a lot of compliments uh, for my moves and for my rhythm. Um, Again, this is not exactly a skill that translates to podcasting. You kind of have to see it. So, um, John, I'm going to start dancing. Would you mind um, describing what you see? Sure. Hey, you know, you scratch my back. I got to scratch yours. Uh, Of course, I'll return the favor. Uh, Yeah, it's no problem. Uh, okay, so, uh, he's, okay, Sam is starting off slow, he's dancing, but, uh, he's definitely in the pocket, hips are swaying to the beat, arms are moving to the beat, and, yeah, he's break dancing. oh my god, and it's insane, he's moving so fast, he's disappearing into a blur, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm looking at Sam, or, uh, just some gaseous, uh, matter, because he's become, uh, blurry in that sense. He's knocking over everything, and he, and he just stopped dancing, and yeah, he too is wearing an Iron Man costume with the penis hanging straight out. <sighs> Sorry, I'm a little out of breath. Um, yeah, thank I you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, and just thanks again to our intern, Danny Pacino, for um, spinning that hot uh, original track. Let's take it back to the old school. Mm-hmm. Danny wrote that on the fly. Um, so what's your unfair advantage? Let us know by tweeting at us at Alex Inc. Inc. using the hashtag unfair. So that's lesson number one. Lesson two from the show was, uh, a hard learned lesson for Alex. It was that it's okay to dip into the family 401k if it's for a good cause. As we mentioned earlier, Alex finds himself in this very tricky predicament in episode one. He needs $10,000 to pay rent on his new open floor plan office space, but he doesn't have enough money, so he decides to dip into his family's 401k, even though his wife already told him not to. And it probably comes as no surprise that Alex's beautiful wife, Rooney, is none too pleased when she finds out. But 
not for the reason you might think. Indeed, Rooney is not upset about the money. She couldn't care less, but rather that Alex didn't tell her about it. And then eventually she forgives him because she loves her husband and she believes in his, yep, you guessed it, podcasting company. Uh, When John and I heard this, it blew our minds and we acted fast. We went straight to our joint banker and we asked him to empty out every penny in our 401k. And that's when we learned we did not have one. Yeah, it turns out that 401ks aren't something you just get when you're born, such as money from your grandmother. So while this lesson might have worked for Alex, uh, it pretty much left us in the lurch. Yes, Alex's 401k folly was of no help to us at all. Ultimately, in order to finance our meager podcasting setup, we did the only thing we could do. We leveled up our World of Warcraft characters and sold them on eBay. Mm-hmm. And uh, shouts out to Daniel Clifton. Uh, he lives in Connecticut. He's now playing with my avatar right now. And uh, some of the skills that I had given into that avatar, I am hope he's enjoying. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and way to stick with that bid because that, that was a hot auction item. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I pretty much, I, I, I'm glad Blizzard, I was worried Blizzard would find out. Yeah, and I, honestly, I was uh, I was tempted to buy it myself, but that would have completely defeated the purpose of what we were uh-huh. trying to do. You saw it was a it was a good character. I know, and, and I got really... my itchy my itchy finger almost did a little clicking. But. Yeah, when you're when you're into the business of buying digital characters from eBay for Warcraft, it's pretty hard to break that habit. Yeah, I uh, I recently tried to download a uh, a digital character for the sh- uh, for the game Backyard Baseball, mm-hmm. um, only to discover that that was not a real thing that you could download. Um, right. no. I, I did buy it, and I've learned it. <laughs> I learned it the hard way. So that's our first breakdown of an episode of Alex Inc. here on Alex Inc. Inc. What we learned from it and what you can learn from us. So what are our goals for the podcast? Well, the main goal is obvious for our podcast to be one day as successful as the podcast Alex Inc. is based off of. So that one day on ABC or a similar network, they'll make a TV show about our journey through Alex's journey, through the real life Alex's podcasting journey. And that show, of course, would be called John and Sam's Alex Inc. 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 (laughs) Whoa, that's not a mouthful. (laughs) And our secondary goal is to have fun and to learn about podcasts and to strengthen our already rock-solid friendship. All right, Ink Blots, we're signing off. But in the words of Alex Inc. I don't have $10,000 unless I dip into the 401k, which I promised Rooney I wouldn't do. <laughs> now that's an ink drop. Ink drop.